We are yep. back with more on News Talk Saga 960. So very glad you could join us on this Friday edition of the Mark Petrona Show. We have Dan McTagg on the line. Dan, of course, a longtime member of Parliament, retired now, no longer on the Hill. He spent 18 years there as a Liberal member of Parliament, had all sorts of important jobs while he was there. Uh, and now he's with Canadians for Affordable Energy, still commenting, about, commenting and talking publicly about energy issues, oil prices, and so this story is right in his wheelhouse. Christia Freeland, with this conversion on the road to Damascus, was asked about LNG infrastructure. Now remember, the Liberals have been adamant about uh, no pipelines. They have uh, blown away completely, while they have kneecapped the energy sector, costing the country billions of dollars and thousands of jobs. Now all of a sudden, somebody asked, as uh, she was in St. John, New Brunswick, Christia Freeland, this is a tweet by Brian Platt over at Bloomberg. Christia Freeland was asked about new LNG infrastructure. She made the strongest comments yet from a Canadian official on getting an East Coast terminal built, saying it is a political responsibility for us as a country to support our allies with energy security. Yeah, but that has always been the case. Here's the quote. This is a very tough moment for European countries right now as they shift their dependence on Russian oil and gas and I think it is very important for Canadians for Canada to step up and say we're going to help you uh, replace that energy. What happened to all that squawking about climate change Dan McTagg? What, what is going on here? Well it's uh, unmitigated goal now isn't it? To, for Christian Freeland to have the temerity to say this when only a month ago, only a week ago she was saying that this situation uh, in Eastern Europe was uh, was a global issue. I think she's finally having to admit that Canada's unwillingness, in fact, let me take the word unwillingness, the role of the Liberal government of Justin Trudeau, and which she is Deputy Prime Minister and Minister for Everything, to uh, undermine, to destroy, to vandalize every pipeline that has been proposed, with the exception of the rebuilding of Line 3, and with the bailout, which would have been a legal uh, loss for the government in the billions of dollars for the Trans Mountain uh, expansion. Save and except those two, which they were forced to uh, consider, they have worked very hard to kill 16 of 17 LNG projects, many of them by our Indigenous First Peoples. These folks worked overtime with their climate friends, their alarmists, their eco-vandals that are supported by a variety of organizations that uh, receive money through endowments. Uh, these are not charities to, uh, as it were, hogtie Canada's energy sector. Now we're seeing a government saying, well, we're talking about emissions, but we don't, as long as you get emissions under control, we can do something here. And here's the irony. How in goodness name, you know, after her government killed Energy East, which, yes, admittedly was an energy, which has to be an oil pipeline, how are they planning to get that pipeline uh, through the rest of Canada in order to... Uh, facilitate the possibility of converting the Repsol, which is what it is, the Spanish company's uh, LNG uh, terminal, uh, where it receives natural gas. Of course, we can't produce it in our own country. Uh, how are they going to do that without a pipeline? So they're going to take Alberta natural gas, send it through the United States, transit it around uh, the Gulf of Mexico, bring it up the Atlantic coast, and then deliver it in uh, in, in semi-bulk form in, uh, in, in, uh, in New Brunswick. Look, Christian Freeland and the Liberals uh, you know, should be holding your head in absolute shame to have the disgusting temerity, as I mentioned earlier, to make those kind of comments when they were responsible for it. 
uh, I can say that there's very little in the way of uh, no shame in this government, no shame in its members who've gone about their way demonstrating to the rest of the world why a country that has as much energy as we had decided to walk away from it and created in no small way the energy insecurity and the global insecurity the country is now faced with. Absolutely. They're, they're, uh, it's absolutely dis- disgraceful. I've said it on this show that uh, Putin, Putin's best friend was Justin Trudeau and the liberals. <laughs> they're the ones who undermined and kneecapped our energy sector. We could have been supplying Europe, we could have been supplying Asia with energy. Instead, uh, Putin's war machine has been largely bankrolled so, thanks to his yeah. uh, oil and gas sales to China and, and Europe, which are now completely <laughs> at the you, mercy of Putin. Uh, so Mark, it's, she's Johnny. She's a little late on this one, Dan. Well, Mark, to prove the insincerity of the liberals and the hollowness uh, of that particular comment that Chris Jeffrey, I think a follow-up question by media would have been, so when can we expect your government to advocate a pipeline from Alberta crossing Quebec to the Maritimes? Ask that question, and the answer will demonstrate that these guys are simply doing a little tap dance because they bloody well know they're responsible for the global energy crisis that we're seeing. Yes, folks, Canada was responsible for that. We have the third largest provable reserves in the world. And yes, folks, if every other country in the world decided to stop producing natural gas, Canadian natural gas alone could supply the world for 200 years. So look, uh, it was all about the Great Reset. It was all about Build Back Better. It was all about the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the green recovery. It was all about resiliency. What it was at the end of the day was an absolute abject lie from, coming from the mouths of liberals who continue to try to play both sides and try to be cute. But when you ask them the question... So does that mean you will build a pipeline across this country? They will run like rats under uh, circumstances in which a very, a very serious light has been shone on them. Watch what happens as they scurry. She is not honest about her comments. She is deceptive about her comments. And this is far more than just a question of crocodile tears or deathbed repentance. This is an, a, a, a group of people who are trying to massage a message a message in which they have destroyed the Canadian energy sector and have now made countries like uh, well, like France, like uh, Germany, uh, like uh, many parts of Eastern Europe, vulnerable, thanks to our willing, unwillingness to get what we do best at, and that's to get our oil to, and natural gas to markets. Justin Trudeau, of course, conveniently out of country throughout all of this. And that makes sense. You know, he doesn't want to be around to, to face the questions when she spills the beans that uh, apparently... We're going to pivot on energy, but uh, conservatives uh, were swift uh, to come back on this, Dan. Uh, this is from Pierre Polyev. Minister Freeland, you, you liberals spent seven years taking a sledgehammer to the, Canadian, to the Canadian energy sector. Nobody believes a word you say. Uh, our, our friend, George Ann Burke, was uh, even more tough on Freeland saying she is a POS liar. They will never back down from their climate change agenda. Never. No, they won't. Never. He's right. And uh, that's why I'm saying call them out on this. Ask them when they can expect to build the pipeline. Because sending it from Alberta to the United States, around the Gulf of Mexico, back up Atlantic Canada, makes no sense. And in fact, if anything, you're just going to make uh, Jones Act ships much happier because that's precisely how the Americans operate. Look, we had 17 projects 
We lost 16 of 17. The Americans had eight projects. All eight were approved. Six of eight are already up and running. This is what happens to Canadians when they decide to crap on the most important uh, sector and export sector that provides them 20, maybe even as high as $30 billion any given year in revenues for the federal, provincial, and municipal governments. This is what happens when Canadians fall for this nonsense of this yeah, this climate uh, emergency and then decide to do stupid things like uh, municipalities here in Ontario. And you know who you are as municipalities, whether you're my old riding in Ajax, dummies that you are, uh, whether you happen to be uh, Mississauga, whether you happen to be Toronto, whether you happen to be Guelph or Brampton or any of the cool, trendy types. You know you voted to kill natural gas plants because, you you know, frankly, it isn't just Christy or Freeland. It's the whole set of cultist uh, uh, representatives that we have in this country who bought this story lock, stock, and barrel and now look like a bunch of morons and jerks. And maybe the word POS applies to a lot of these folks. There's no way to get around these people unless you insult them. That's the only way you get their attention because God knows the public is so ignorant they keep voting for these guys and putting them back into power. But I wonder how much of this is politically motivated. I mean, they, they've taken the temperature. They know Canadians are angry right now. A lot yeah, of them a sure. lot of them are angry yeah. right Dan. Yeah. I know, I know, but I don't think we're at that point yet. And I'll be honest with you, I think Canadians have not felt the sting of a recession yet caused by green uh, schemes to be able to make that kind of assertive, I want to get rid of these guys. You still have the same group of dummies out there that want to vote Liberal and NDP and want a coalition government forever because they're grifters. They want to, they think they can, you know, basically... Uh, you know, take from the country until it's absolutely completely bankrupt. We've come very close to that. We're not for the oil and gas sector being able to ship oil to the United States and Canada. We would have been into a significant, more than a technical deficit. The country would be broke by now. So these folks still think here in Ontario, you can get rid of the oil and gas sector and you can still prosper. It it is fanaticism and it is denialism on a scale in which, uh, you know, uh, is, is, is astounding. But it speaks really to the ignorance and general uh, lack of sophistication by the population. Well, I can't help but think that uh, the Liberals have taken the temperature. And there's talk of a fall election. I mean, I just wonder, pe- will people buy this? I mean, uh, they're going to go into the next election and say, all right, well, we're going to do it responsibly, though, not like those conservatives. I mean, this is obviously an attempt to undermine the, pol- the, the, the will of the people in this country that do want energy you know, independence. We, it makes no sense bringing in oil from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela when we've got our own here. Damn it, build out this infrastructure. Yeah. Nothing, it just doesn't make any sense, even from an, an environmental vantage point, to, to use know. tankers <laughs> to bring oil, you know, and burn that in, yeah. in Montreal rather than use yeah. Alberta oil. And though this is the story yeah. that they've been pushing for seven years, and now all of a sudden, well, I don't know, maybe we need some LNG infrastructure here. But it's not for us, it's for the rest of the world. Yeah, we have to somehow deal with the, the Russian threat. You know, we should have been Johnny yeah. on the spot right now. We could have been helping the world. Hell, I mean, we could have even prevented the war in Ukraine, maybe, if 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 Putin didn't have the money to wage war on Ukraine through this through these energy sales. I mean, it might have changed his mind about whether or not he could have paid for a war, an expensive war. I mean, who knows? Well, <laughs> maybe uh, Carl Schwab has got a hold of, uh, you know, George Soros and other friends over at the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and reminded Christia Friedland that if she doesn't help Europe, in other words, their backyard, with some natural gas somehow, some way, 
her directorship on the WEF may be in jeopardy. Uh, that's what the cynic inside me says, but the more practical side is Canadians will continue to vote for this nonsense, uh, provided they believe they can be bribed with their own money, as we see with these uh, carbon checks. They can uh, see gas prices dropping, which they are as a result of uh, what looks like meddling by the Biden administration, manipulation of data to suggest that demand is down to levels we haven't seen since the uh, the COVID period. Uh, even though evidence uh, is very clear, more people are driving now than they were at any point in the summer of 2020 or 2021. All of that aside, I think we're dealing in a, in a parallel world in which the only way that people are going to understand, and you know, I talked about this many, many times, uh, is what Mark Carney revealed two weeks ago, the governor of the Bank of Canada. He can't understand why the Canadian dollar is so weak. He's raised interest rates. Uh, his dollar, oil was trading at one point over 100 bucks a barrel for the period of five, six months and a Canadian dollar continued to languish. So he's going to have to raise interest rates. So guess what, Mark? We're talking two or three more interest rates in this year. Uh, we should be seeing some interest rates, five-year, uh, you know, locked-in, fixed mortgages, likely moving to 7 or 8%. That should do the trick. And the dummies who didn't listen to us over the past two or three years cheerfully voted for these economic vandals, these environmental vandals called the liberal cult, not a party, a cult, well, they can uh, they can now account for and be very proud of what they did in the you know in the Mississaugas and the Bramptons and the Scarboroughs and the downtown Toronto in voting for these clowns. So yeah. you uh, you know you uh, <laughs> play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, it would have it would be uh, Tip Macklem, of course, would be the one to uh, make that uh, job to to continue raising interest rates, uh, not Carney anymore. But uh, I'd sur- absolutely take your point. Did I say Carney? I meant Tiff Macklin. Yeah, I know what you meant, so I just uh, thought I'd uh, correct Did I say Carney? I, meant, I definitely meant Tiff Well, Macklin. that's a, Boy, yeah, I well, Carney, oh, yeah, Carney's, <laughs> Carney's waiting in the wings, though, I can tell, maybe to take over from Justin Trudeau once he decides. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that was Tiff. It was definitely Tiff Macklin that came out and said, I can't understand, but I am going to raise interest rates because I have no choice. The Canadian absolutely. dollar is leading yeah. to inflation. The weakness in the dollar is leading to inflation. And you dumb Canadians are going to have to pay for it because if you think the days of cheap, uh, you know, cheap mortgages are uh, are still here, I think again. And Macklem's credibility is in the toilet, and I think uh, Pierre Polyev is absolutely right to replace him. I mean, uh, he had one. Macklem had one job, and he failed yeah. uh, spectacularly. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you want to do a quick uh, uh, summary of, of oil prices, gas prices? I mean, we've seen them hover. I guess fluctuate but largely sort of headed down, do you think? They've, they're tumbling, Mark. They fell six okay. cents a liter in eastern Canada today. They're going to fall six cents a liter tomorrow, Friday. Um, they're going to fall eight cents a liter on Saturday. So uh, that's 20 cents in one week. That's not the result of fundamentals. There's no global crisis. There is still an energy crisis. And uh, for those reasons, uh, the tumble is without merit. And it's going to be short-term gain, long-term pain. Uh, wait for these prices to snap right back and uh, pretty much snap the necks of all those out there that think uh, everything's just honky-dory. It's not, and it's going to get worse. So fill up all you can. You got it. Dan McTague, Canadians for Affordable Energy, coming to us from beautiful Oakville, Ontario. And uh, thank you, Dan. Appreciate that. Appreciate that as always. Good to be here, Mark. Uh, let's, let's take a quick commercial break. Back with more on New Stock Saga 960 and the Mark Patrona Show after this.